Hang on, let me shut my windows. Do tell me when we start. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I was a bit late to uh, recording. Uh, All right. I had um, I moved my office round. Okay. Picture. Really You're you gonna let me know when the when the show starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show started. Yeah. Um, what? Hang on. Well, no, because I'll be good when the show starts. Mm, well, yeah. My headphones. Come on, come on. You, you said last time I didn't have enough energy. Let's don't 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 <laughs> let me don't let me drift in to the show. Okay, well I'm bad. I was just sorting out, mate. My, I just sorting out my windows, mate. Right. Mm-hmm. Take what? me for dinner before you expect me to go for a show. The problem is, John, that my headphones have literally just broken as we were talking, which isn't good for the for the show. Um, have I got any others? Fuck. Mm. Fuck. 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 I mean, this is after credits stuff at best, mate. This is I've, not. I've just look. Don't you this tell is not material. Me, don't you tell me how to edit, son. Don't you tell me how to edit. Oh, there's a pop shield here. So I'm just looking at just looking at my box in my box of cables. No headphones. Fuck. Hang on one sec. Right. Oh, that's better. It just got pulled out. Okay, cool. If you don't look like a runner, if you're feeling a little sad, if you buy your gift a pound and love fitness and tech chat, if you don't want a little nonsense and it's pouring on and on, if you don't look like a runner with your good first Nick and John. Hello and welcome to You Don't Look Like a Runner, a splash-proof podcast resistant to 30 metres of running, fitness and tech. I'm Nick. I'm John. How are you? I'm full of energy, Nick. You've got energy this week. Yeah. I listened back to the record last week during edit and I felt like I needed to, to call somebody for you. Oh, can you hear that? My phone's going. Every time, mate. Every time Who, we do a record. What sort of... I mean... I never answer. I don't know why I've got a landline. I never answer it ever, especially not in the day, because the only people who call you in the day are people who are trying to scam you of stuff, right? That's society these days, isn't it? That's correct. Or, or your mum. Even my mum calls me. On my, I mean, my mum never calls me. I don't know what I've done to offend her. But I mean, I, even she calls me on my mobile. She, even she has the good sense to do that. I don't know why we've got a landline. It's ridiculous. You got a landline? Yeah, but I'm on. I'm on a BT um, broadband. So I, I have to have a landline, ain't it? Yeah. Well, well, you don't have to have a phone plugged into it, do you? Uh, well, I mean, how how much in depth knowledge do you want about my? I think um, even my phone situation because I do need a landline. I don't know. For some reason, recently you got very cagey about giving me information about your life, especially around phones. Um, I think, is that true? Yeah, I think that. Um, okay, we'll just leave it there then. Yeah, it's but. true. I think that even Virgin forced me to have a a telephone. I don't think we were able to get just just broadband. Mm. Um, so um, that you can. Okay, <laughs> you can. Um, I know. I know. For example, that a uh, friend of the show, Steve, is currently shaking his fist and jumping up and down, having to hear having to hear this nonsense from you. Okay. And I, I, know, I know this for a fact because um, he's recently written into my other podcast about uh, the same conversation. Nah, I don't, don't want to hear about your podcast. You, so you, nah. the thing, thing with thing nah. with Virgin Media, this is how I get you. Mm-hmm. Go on. 
you you have you've got to work if you don't want that phone you've got to work for it right okay. or, or to not have it it's too many i don't know how many negatives and positives it's, it's confusing it's, it's contradictory data here mate mm. if you don't want a phone yeah that's going to cost you in effort mm-hmm. but you can i can make that happen for you i don't um i mean could you, i could just turn the ringer off the phone and just let it go to voicemail all the time well, you'd, probably you'd, you'd You'd save a ten spot a week, mate. You'd be not a week, a month. Oh, we, I, yeah. I don't think we're paying for the phone. I think it's one of them where it just comes included. Like, well, yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> when you have the conversation mm. with Virgin Media about the phone, yeah, and you go, "I don't really need that," and they go, "Oh, you've got to because internet." You go, mm, "That's not how your actual product works. That's how the legacy product works. Not this." And they go, "Yeah, no, you're right." And you go, "So take the phone off and take some money off," and they go, "All right, that's ten pound cheaper." Mm. That that will happen for you. Okay. Well, I think my contract's up at the end of this month. Oh, even better. So ne- negotiating time. Daddy's going to get all the. It's going to be like uh, episode one of The Apprentice. Me calling up Virgin and uh, berating them. That would be a, that would be a great set of challenges. Yeah, the Apprentice, wouldn't it? Rather you, than all this you've got to artificial get, stuff, or oh, make some sandwiches and stand in a train station. Well, there's yeah. already sandwich shops. What's on the list then? Uh, get out of a phone contract. Yep. Early. No, get out of a phone contract one month early. <laughs> with, or, or just renegotiate a phone contract. Yeah, yeah. Get out of a gym contract Yeah, 11, uh, one month into a 12-month contract. Oh, yeah, good one. That's a good one. Or, or two months, because you've probably got a month to call off, haven't you? Yeah. Um, get, get yourself on the best tariff for your lecky. Oh, here's one, right, okay. Um, at, when your uh, phone, TV and broadband package runs out... Uh, get them to honour a new package that is on the advertised on the website, even though you're an existing customer. Yes, I would just hire someone sign up special. Yeah, I'd hire someone immediately. I'd forget. I'd be like, look, I know I'm costing the B- the BBC millions by <laughs> cutting this uh, show twelve weeks short, but this is my guy. Yeah, the bullshit concierge. That's what I need. <laughs> if Siri, I tell you what, you never had that thing with Google Assistant where it rang up the restaurant and booked. Uh, a table. Did you, see, did you see that a few months back? You must have I, seen I this. didn't. I don't feel you need to sell it anymore. I feel like I understand it. But did, if you think other listeners might... Well, the, the important the reason it made the news, I'm surprised you didn't see it, was that it was like mimicking human um, speech so well that okay. it was like a bit creepy because it was so accurate. They had all like the faticus utterances. So like all the erms and all this sort of stuff. Like So the AI nice. was doing that to make it convince it was a human. And the whole like use case, oh well, you know, they could ring up and make a hair appointment for you, or ring up and do this for you, and all this sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, if they could ring up Virgin and get me on one of those sweet new customer sign-up deals, then then we'd be talking. I'd embrace Google having all of my data just to do that. It feels like a fair trade-off. Mm, I think so. I think so. Anyway, how are you? I'm 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 very good. I'm re-energized this week. Well, I'm about the same level as I was as I was last week. I've oh. I've got the <laughs> Shit. that background autumn illness that everyone's got. Mm, how, do you want to do you have a quick aside on that? We've we've um, had uh, well, you and I both work for the same company. We do. Um, great company, great company. Won't name them. Um, and it's a remote company, right? So everyone yep. lives literally all over the world for our company. Correct. And yet somehow there is a stinking cold going around our workplace. It's an absolute dose of it, mate. It's, it's insane. It's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? 
I, was speak- I think someone's kid brought it in from school. Yes, yeah, well, exactly. That's probably what it is. I was talking to our good mutual friend Rory this morning. He's sick. Yeah. He's got it. It's hit him. And he said, "TWS Raw." He said, uh, "Did uh, did I pick this up from you on Friday?" I was like, "Probably, mate." Even though you live in Ireland, <laughs> that's uh, probably what happened. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, so we, we used to, you and I used to have to dodge a lot of illness at this time of the year. Well, fresh as flu. Fresh as flu, exactly. Maybe fresh as flu isn't. Maybe the real fresh as flu is the friends who made along the way. Mm. Um, may, maybe, maybe it's just the change of the seasons, mate. Well, possibly, or, or it could be uh, kids back to school. So we, we, maybe we're still suffering from fresh as flu, but just we're, we're suffering from fresh as flu vicariously. So oh no, so so you're, you're, you're you've got a whole new universe of germs, haven't you? Yeah, and and as usually happens with my daughter, um, she will come home with a runny nose, and because she's like a human petri dish. She incubates the virus before giving it to me, and she'll be absolutely fine. And I'll be like having cold sweats for forty-eight hours, shivering, sort of thinking I'm dying. Absolute classic child behaviour. I know it's, it's ungrateful, is what it is. I'm there shivering, saying, "I, you know, you wouldn't have shoes if it wasn't for me," and all this sort of stuff. And she just, she doesn't care. Does not care. You, de- you, you definitely get it worse when they change setting because they're mm. all, all new kids with all new illnesses from like, you know, literally 500 metres down the road, mate. Yeah. Yeah. You all right, though? You, you were a bit poorly, weren't you? Yeah, I managed to uh, time my illness so it didn't interfere with the podcast recording because I'm a professional. What a pro, what a pro. I mean, some might say that I'm the real pro because despite the uh, audible um, effects of feeling a little bit under the weather. I just powered through, mate. Mm, I was going to say people who listened probably wouldn't say that, but yeah, I guess... My uh, voice was shredded last week. Yeah. Uh, well, it's more just... It's by the end of a show, I just was like, what did I do to offend you? You just didn't want to be involved with me at all. You were right, you know, most of the show you were fine. Just at the end, you just did not want to be there. I felt felt bad. It's a true story. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that, Nick. So, when you're ill... Yeah. Do you comfort eat? Um, I didn't this time because I'm specifically trying to be mindful. Uh, yeah, so this is this I, is obviously where I'm going with my clever journalistic skills. I, oh, you're so good. I would normally, yeah, I'm. I would throw everything out the window and go. Well, that's it. Take away wine gums, and I think I did. To be fair, have a takeaway and some wine gums. So maybe, maybe I haven't changed all that much. I like um, if I've got a cold, like spicy food for sure so i had a i got a satay stir fry so it's a real like spicy satay not like peanut satay and that kind of clear the pipes a little bit um my my problem with being ill is Mm -hmm. um and and you know sure (laughs) maybe this is a little immodest of me um but i think that i've got (laughs) some sound lightly yeah out of character i uh i think um i've got such a good immune system that only the most hardcore of cold viruses can make it through. Because I'm very, I'm very rarely ill, but when I am, it is, it is pretty brutal. Speaking of me being immodest, have I ever told you uh, that I think I've got a really good-looking birthday? Good-looking birthday? Yeah. The date of my birth, I think it just looks, as- like, aesthetically, pretty good. Are you one of these, are you? <laughs> one of what? One of these people. Oh, look! Look at the look at look at the numbers in a in a nice pattern. Yeah, yeah. It, well, no, it, it's not even like a, a pattern necessarily. No, there's no pattern to it. There's no uh, 
There's no repetition. I just think it's it's just a great looking birthday. Uh, um, are we allowed to talk about the date of your birthday? Is that well? Is uh, obsec maybe? Uh, but I'll send it to you later, and you can you can judge for yourself. It's great content. Thanks for bringing it on the show. Is it? There's another thing that I've lived with a lot of my life. Um, <laughs> And I don't know if this is if this is typical of everyone and or whether it's just me. Um, but I remember speaking to some people at uni about this, but I, I'm sort of like, I sort of don't really believe I'm ever going to die. I sort, I sort of feel like that seems like, meh, not, not for me. So, do you think that's hyping myself up a little bit? But I'm, I might actually believe I'm immortal. I mean, that's that's classically something people say about younger people. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I think they're going to live forever. But that that's that's one of those metaphors they have when, they, th- say, when they say that. It just means that kids are a bit daft. Um, I think you're probably alone on that one, mate. I think most of us, particularly, particularly most of us of your age and above, have come to terms with the fact that, you know, it's when you realise that everyone you know someday... Well, die, Nick. Well, no, it's not. I'm not. I'm not in denial. I just think I just, I'm just being realistic. Um, <laughs> it's, I think I first expressed this when I was about 28. So yeah, maybe maybe I've maybe I've cooled on this slightly. Um, I think since I had I had swine flu. You know, when the swine flu epidemic was going around. Um, what are you talking about? I you remember the swine flu epidemic a few years back. Go on. I had swine flu. I'd, of course no, you did. Yeah, anyway, I did. I did. Of course you did. I've told you I've got a really hardcore immune system. Only I've most not heard anything more ridiculous I had. than when I, was, uh, when I was in Malaysia and we were having to swim in this river and people were talking about all the bugs you could get and whether or not you'd had your, your shots. And this girl who was on our tour went, oh, I don't know anything. And we're like, well, you know, kind of uh, are on the edge of a malarial zone. And she's like... But malaria twice completed it. Fine, mate. <laughs> no problem. Is that how malaria works? I'll be like, well, you, you become, didn't, did you? You, you become, oh, hello. Brilliant. Speaking Talk, of malaria. Speaking of a disease. Um, oh, the, my uh, God. <laughs> bit harsh. The, uh, yeah, so I had swine flu. And uh, I, I did actually think I was dying. It was, it's the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. Beyond anything... Uh, Beyond anything I've had before. Have you ever had flu? Just like normal, straight or proper flu? No. I feel this would have come up before if this was a real story. Well, it happened when I was at uni. We were friends. We were friends at the time. Obviously not that close because I didn't, you know, call you to say goodbye. But I, I was fairly sure I was dying. <laughs> I didn't ask for your mega death collection. You remember my old house? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like where my bedroom was to the bathroom? Yeah. It took me 30 minutes to get from my bedroom to my bathroom because I couldn't walk. Or even I mean, that crawl. was a very short landing, so... Yeah, exactly. I feel, so, I feel ten, sorry for making jokes about... About ten yards. It was horrible. I feel sure I would have remembered somebody who I know being on the... Well, I rang, I rang NHS Direct and said, hello. Did they ask if you were having a heart attack? <laughs> I rang them and I said, hello. Um, I, I think I'm dying. And she said, stay in bed, don't go to the doctors. So that was good. <laughs> That's good advice. I mean, she was right, to be fair, because I didn't die. Um, but yeah, it was during the like latter period where they're trying not to get everyone infected. So they thought, better for me to die alone at home right. than... Uh, do, uh, do you remember when I had a bit of the old Ebola, Nick? Do you remember that? No. <laughs> that didn't happen either. I did have swine flu. Okay. Okay. 
Right. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I had swine flu. I don't like to make a big deal of it. You know, this is why I'm only bringing it up now. Do you go to survivors meetings? No, no, because there's not many survivors. Only people with the most <laughs> hardcore immune system can make it through. <laughs> You're like a, you're like a, one of the characters in The Stand by Stephen King. I'm basically Will Smith in I Am Legend. I'm, I'm the only one immune. Oh, we got any follow up? This is this podcast thing is just one of your uh, one of your coping mechanisms to deal with the desperate loneliness of being uh, you know the sole survivor of a, yeah. a swine flu. But yeah. you're just a really advanced Google assistant. But just booked you a restaurant, mate. <laughs> Can you sort out my Virgin Media contract? Um, sure. Follow up. Have we got any follow up? Um, well, I was I was going down a follow up tip with you on your nutrition plans. Oh, go on. Um, yes. Has sure. being ill affected nutrition and training this week? It affected training big time. Mm. I didn't didn't do a lot of training. I did uh, two gym sessions, one run last week. Was all I could get in. Um, but. Uh, is that because you got to the point where you, you, you couldn't train anymore? Like, Because um, one of the things that I found, which I think I've talked about before, is when I start to come down with something, I definitely need to go for a run. Because that kind of getting my body moving and getting my blood pumping around my body is, it may not be good science, but to me that feels like that's me grasping the nettle and going, right, well, if, if I can get my metabolism up a bit, mm. I can fight this. Sweat it out of you. That's the thing, isn't it, right? That's what I like to say about spicy food. I mean, that's well. a short way of saying what I just said. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, well, that's exactly what I did on Thursday. Um, right. So I did Monday, Monday, Wednesday gym. I wasn't feeling too bad. So feeling pretty rough on Thursday. So I went for a run. Um, and it was one of those, uh, I think I actually posted on Strava as well. It's one of those kind of mental headspace kind of runs. I just actually mm-hmm. needed to clear my brain a little bit. It was a very stressful day, Thursday. Um, and yeah. I don't think it helped because it kind of then preempted or precipitated me getting really ill on Friday. So it may not have helped running in the cold. But yeah, I'm kind of the same as you. I'm very much a sweat it out of your kind of mm. thinker. Um, mm. But yeah, it didn't, didn't really affect nutrition too much, um, but it did affect training. Um, but yeah, we had some follow-up, uh, follow-up about the nutrition chat last week, haven't we? Yeah, we've had a bit of feedback on the DMs about nutrition. Um, this is from a friend of the show, Ross. Greetings, runners. Greetings. So nice. A couple of questions about Nick's the season. eating regime. Do you find you eat more lunch and less dinner? I've heard it recommended to have a big breakfast, medium lunch and small dinner. What time of day do you work out? I'm wondering about the gap between the biggest meal of your day and the most exercise. Finally, can you tweet that link you mentioned as I do not read the sh- <laughs> as I do not read the show notes? <laughs> That was my real plan, to get you to read that then out. Um, I look forward to hearing the answers in precisely seven days. Hey, we're doing all right at the minute. We're in, we're in a good flow at the minute. We're okay. Um, well, famously, uh, you you will go and have a big pub lunch and then smash your, your PB on 5K, won't you? I did do that once, yeah. Yeah. Um, I so thought, talk, I did, talk, did, us, talk us through that. Did, talk us through the relative weighting of your food. Did we not cover this last week? I thought we covered this when we were chatting about it last week. Um, but yes, just to clarify, I'm trying to follow that that rough pattern mm-hmm. um, of front-loading a lot of calories in breakfast. So I talked, what, about 1,200, 11, 1,200 calories for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like a, a decently-sized lunch. Um, I kind of want to get to... Um, my, my rough kind of 
rule of thumb is to get to about 2,000 by the time I hit dinner time in the evening because then I can just have a normal-sized meal in the evening because I don't want to be just full of food before I go to bed. I just don't. It's just not comfortable. So, yeah, front-loading, uh, load of calories in the morning, decent amount in in uh, at lunchtime, get to 2,000, and then that leaves me sort of like between 700 and 1,000 for dinner, depending on if I'm training. Uh, mm-hmm. w- one thing I'm trying to be mindful of is not eating the full 3,000 if I'm not training that day, um, okay. just to try and keep... Um, Keep, I don't know, mentally it still would bother me, but um, yeah. What do uh, what do the scientists say about that? I spoke to my PT and said, what about on a day I don't train? Mm-hmm. And he said just to drop it by 200 calories. So um, I'm, I'm being more mindful now of actually looking at what my calorie deficit is each day. Right. Um, so using the Fitbit as a guide for, because what calories are burned, Um. And keep an eye. So if I'm not burning a lot of calories, I try and mm-hmm. adjust what I'm eating to kind of maintain a similar sort of deficit of around five to 700 calories. My problem before was on some days I'd be looking at like, um, you know, two, 2,000, 2,500 calorie deficit, which I think was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to be just thinking, rethinking about it, about more like a deficit rather than a... So it's a movable target in a way. Like yesterday... Mm-hmm. Uh, I burned, let's get Fitbit up, 4,870 calories yesterday. You burned? Yeah. Blimey. So I did I did quite a lot of walking yesterday. Um, and then I had an hour badminton and then a gym session straight after in the evening. So a very active day yesterday. So yeah, burned. So I tried to eat as, as much up to my 3,000 as possible because uh, it'd be a fairly big deficit. Um, a few other people that I'm kind of uh, chatting to, some some friends of the show, some not. Um, I talk, was talking to them about this uh, new eating regime. And they've I sent the same article we put in the show notes that apparently we mm-hmm. need to tweet because Ross can't be asked to read the show notes. Um, oh, in terms of when I train, by the way, I just, I don't know, I train whenever I can fit it in. I haven't got a particular regimen. Um, mm-hmm. It's too difficult at the minute to do that. Um, yeah, a few other people have tried it. And they are observing very similar things to I do, that I am as well. Um, sleeping, a lot better. Mm. And uh, weirdly, a lot hungrier through the day. Right. Um, and I can only think that it's kicking metabolisms into gear. Because the other news is that since doing this, um, mm. I am two pounds down. Nice, well done, man. From, it's from eating more food. And I can definitely feel like, I can feel that thing, like I eat more in the morning and then I'm getting through and like, I woke up, uh, I under ate slightly on Sunday night. Hmm. But so like Sunday I didn't eat enough calories. I woke up at three in the morning on Monday morning, just starving, just like, oh my God, I need to eat something. So it's it's obviously really kicked my metabolism into gear and it's just making me hungrier. So it's actually not it's not too much of a stretch now to hit that 3,000. And I think I've got a nice balance of when I'm doing it. Um, I'm really, really concentrating on the macros though. Um, really trying to focus on getting that 50, 25, 25 percentage split between carbs, proteins and fats. Um, for keeping fats down when you're a vegetarian, 
but whilst also keeping protein up is really hard. Mm. Uh, I think we mentioned last week, but I'm getting there. I'm finding the things so. that are low I fat. Mean, it isn't, it isn't. Obviously, like, you know, if, if you eat a lot of cheese and eggs, then it's high fat, but nothing's going to be worse than red meat, really, is it? In terms of protein and fat, no, 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 no. You, that's, that's great. Red, red meat, well, not red meat, isn't specific, but like chicken or something, great for protein and, and is low fat. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, you could say, oh, we'll eat loads of veg, but then your carbs mm-hmm. get too high. Mm-hmm. So it, it is quite a weird, difficult balance. Like, like so, sometimes eating a couple of slices of brown bread. Mm-hmm. It's like the best thing I could eat at that moment to try, you know, boost some carbs or whatever. Or so yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit tricky um, with protein stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm finding, I'm finding little hacks to to get that. But but yeah, that, you, um, do you want to have a veggie protein chat? Well, uh... We can we can if you like, mate. It seems like a seems like a great time to do so. Great. Um... What are there any types of protein that you didn't used to eat when you were a meat eater that you've subsequently got into that you uh, think might be helpful in this kind of new eating regime? And just just generally, what what are your go to proteins? So, like for example, I bloody love tofu now, and it wasn't really a thing that existed in my diet in any way before. Um, love that. Mm. What are your go-tos? I don't think I've ever had tofu. I must, I must give it a go. Um, so the, it's not that I didn't eat these things before, but mm-hmm. but these are things that I'm making a, an effort to eat more of. Uh, so beans and pulses and chickpeas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that an absolute winning lunch for me is beans on toast because it's good amount of carbs, high protein, yeah. low fat. Um, I almost don't, cool. I almost don't, I'm almost okay to always be looking for low fat options because right. you just can't keep it out. And because right. it contributes, you basically are allowed half amount of fat than you are protein. Right. So you are always pretty much going to get to your fat percentage. You don't have to think, oh, I need a bit more fat here. It's never good. Right. You don't need to do it. So you can always pretty much go for the low fat options and, and trust that, that that other stuff will come from elsewhere. Um so yeah, I'm doing I'm doing that. I'm finding corn is a good um source. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like corn mints or something, just adding some of that into a chili. Uh or like a the, yeah, the, the corn southern bites. No, you've no. talked about these these before. They're so good. They're they are better than like chicken uh like nuggets or whatever. Yeah, I mean I, I love I love the corn nuggets to be honest, more than I ever liked a chicken nugget. Yeah, maybe Southern Bites are so good. It's like, the thing about it is, is that a chicken nugget is really only meat conceptually. Anyway, yes. so you, you're essentially getting the same thing just without um, the the small bit of chicken that you would have had in it. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're wicked. So they're a nice little protein boost. Um, and other than that, I'm kind of just relying on uh, topping up with protein. I'm trying to avoid just constantly drinking protein shakes. I've now got it now, so I'm not... I'm not just having to have a protein shake in between meals anymore. I'm, right. I'm trying to work things into my meals better. Um, but yeah, I, I can just protein shake or a protein bar, um, which are fairly good. But yeah, I uh, 
I got some new protein that was recommended by my PT, and it is absolutely gross. I bought two tubs of it, <laughs> and it's disgusting. I, I made overnight oats of it last night, and it came out of the fridge this morning like wallpaper paste. It was vile. I couldn't even eat it. So I need to uh, have a word of him on that. Glad, glad, glad you stocked up on the two two tubs straight away. Uh, well, the two the two the two massive tubs, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. The two massive ones, yeah. Yeah, but Great. what they don't even fit in my kitchen. I'm having to keep them in the utility room because they're so big. <laughs> yeah, How do you buy your protein from Costco, mate? That's it. The thing is, I do. I go like, right, let me get the biggest value tub of this. Classic Morton. It's not too bad if I blend it into a shake with some other stuff. It's it's okay, but yeah, it's not good for overnight oats. But he's vegan, so. Tell you what, have you, uh, like my last thing on veggie food. I've got two points yep. to make. Have you ever had the corn vegetarian bacon? Uh, it's garbage. It's a disgrace. It is an absolute disgrace. Um, not fit to wear the name, mate. But I tell you what, it's not garbage. Have you seen uh, in the supermarkets at the minute, there's this sort of like posh veggie stuff, like it's in a bluish pack, and they've got pulled pork, veggie pulled okay. pork, which I think is just jackfruit. Right. It's amazing. It is just mm. the same as pulled pork. I've got two tins of jackfruit in the cupboard that I keep meaning to pull, but I haven't got around to doing it yet. I've had it in a few things. It is good. Yeah, I'm very impressed. And my, my local uh, my local cafe does a jackfruit burger, so next time you work over here, we'll go there. Get oh, fantastic. Have some of that. So uh, anyone else out in listener land, as they call it, um, got any veggie protein tips, veggie protein things they want to share, or if you just want to kind of you know troll us with pictures of steaks or whatever, um, at RunnerPod on the tweets. Um, cornballs at runnerpod.com <laughs> right let's, let's get into something that could be funny um, okay what? good that's about bloody time 36 episodes in uh, um, what do you want to talk about today mate oh I thought you had something you just said you had something that was going to be funny no no I, I wanted us to talk about something funny oh right okay no I haven't got a lot Okay. I turned up blind to the record as I normally do um, Brilliant, classic. Well, have you got anything? Why is it always um, on me? Why is it always me? We've done, some, to... done some nutrition. Does that count as fitness, or do we need to do some fitness chat? Am I going to have to squeeze nutrition into the into the uh, the next iteration? I think nutrition counts food. as fitness. So, um, running. Go on. You done any running? <laughs> yeah, I've done some, done some, done some running. Next. Uh, so it's the Birmingham half coming up. Um, I'm in my taper week. And that's that's nice. Bought some new shoes and just just getting ready for that. But I've signed up for the um, Peak District Tough Ten later on in the month, mm. which I'm very excited about. Um, and uh, shout out to because because he gets angry if we don't. Blessed with pace for doing a similar thing, only much longer and up a bigger hill, mm. which I'm I'm quite interested in doing. There's a half marathon that goes up Snowdon Ooh. that he's just done. Or 15 miles if you go to the peak, which he decided to do. So I'm, I'm going to see how running up a hill in the Peak District for 10k goes, and I might look at that for next year. Because um, I'm looking for some new challenges. That does sound good. Mm. I think it took him a long time, though. I can imagine. Although, didn't he have a detour? and like? Yeah, he, 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 he did the extra yeah. trip up to the top of the mountain. Um but the, the, the 10k is the last weekend of, of, of no, the weekend of the 20th. Right. So if anyone's around in the Peak District, look out for me. I will be running with my mate, Steve, who doesn't listen to the show. Um, Any danger of you getting him to listen to the show? Or we just not really care about I don't, don't, think, he, don't, 
don't think this is his, his bag, mate. I've seen some fun comments where um, people have recommended a show uh, to yeah. their friends, and their friends have just said, like, they don't really talk about running on it, though, do they? <laughs> it's like, no. Sorry. Sorry, mate. I, uh, I've been mean to tell you, I've had some beef on Strava. Have you? Yeah. Someone, well, I don't know if it was beef. I, I don't know if it was somebody who listens to the show, or, and if it was, I'm sorry if I've mis- misinterpreted your, your messages. You, you're not quite ready with the, uh, to understand the complex discourse of Strava, mate. Well, so, so here's the situation. When I moved over to Strava, I imported sure. all my old Runkeeper runs. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of going back to Runkeeper by the way, but we we can talk about that later. Um, I imported all my old Runkeeper runs into Strava, and uh, it's it's fine, it's fine. But I was just just sitting there the other day, and I got a, a notification that somebody I didn't know who they were had commented on one of my runs from like three years ago, and it was the comment was like, oh this is a fast run. And I was like, okay. Looked at who it was, and it was just somebody from round my neck of the woods um, who who was very clearly, from the Strava profile, a serious runner. And uh, I looked at the run, and what had happened was it simply brought in one of my bike rides and cast it as a run. But then I was thinking, like, what... What are you doing here? Like, why have you... You don't... I don't think you know me. You've found a run from three years ago and left a comment on it about essentially calling bullshit on my run. And I think what it was, I imagine that he's trying to get the record for a particular stretch. And because my bike thing's coming... So he he essentially was demanding in a passive-aggressive way that I adjust the run so that he can get the record that's my assumption anyway this is the sort of person who goes on twitter and finds uh, a joke that's got big numbers and then claims that they wrote the joke first <laughs> do they is that a thing <clears throat> huh is that a thing have you not seen that no oh mate any any joke with big numbers just have a look underneath it and there'll be somebody with like 10 followers claiming that they wrote it first listen mate i wouldn't be able to tell you about any jokes with big numbers because i've never seen such a thing in my uh, twitter experience <laughs> no that, i mean that's that's weird behavior but i think i think that's the only explanation i can come up with mate and that is a strange individual i've not i've not seen this before yeah, so I, I don't know if... Like, I'm trying to find it, because the problem is Strava's really... You're lucky he hasn't reported you to the, to the Strava feds. Well, this is it. I'm like... I don't. I checked. He's not in our running club. Mm. He's just somebody from around my ends. I mean, like, so Nick, the, Nick who, now who's spending too much time on this investigation? Well, uh, listen, you've got to find the answers, man. You've got to find the answers. He's just from, All of the pieces matter. Exactly, yeah. He's got to follow the money. But I just... I just... I can't think of another explanation other than thinking, oh, I want the record for that. I'm going to make a comment. Three years the run, the run, in inverted commas. Anyway, so I just changed it to a bike ride. I was very, uh, I was like, oh, lol, oh, it looks like uh, my runkeeper import. Because I was like, I felt like besmirched. I felt like that I was being accused of lying about my times. So, yeah, I was, uh, felt a bit beefy about the whole thing. It sounds it. Yeah. Wouldn't you be? 
Well, I, I think I think I probably would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've been um, been, been quite enjoying my running the last few weeks. I'd, I'd say it's been um, it's been nice to not have. I mentioned last week about not bothering to follow the plan too too much. I don't know what that will mean come Sunday, but um, yeah, just just gone out for runs and enjoyed them. Um, going out for a run with with a mate later on today, which is nice. And uh, Sunday. I didn't think the group run I was going on last last week was happening because my my in wasn't going. Mm. The guy who's got me into the into the gang wasn't going, um, and I don't have any way of reaching out to the others. And I just happened to find them in the middle of the park, so I ended up doing half my run with them. So um, that's that's really nice as well. Nice to get some sociable running going on, and uh, hopefully, I think probably I'll see some of the uh, Midlands listeners are at the half marathon on Sunday. That should be nice. What what do you get out of running with other people? Just a chat, mate. Just social. But that, no, uh, that's also. madness to me. <clears throat> that's madness. How can you chat when you're running? So a couple of things. Um, on Fridays at the, at the minute for the past two weeks, I've gone for my Friday run uh, with my other half. And that's really, really nice because it's like it's 30, 40 minutes to an hour where we're not in the house worrying about doing things or I'm not working or the kids aren't there mm. um, and we're out in the fresh air. So that's that's fairly pleasant. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't imagine you'd uh can't imagine you'd have offer much of a critique for that particular scenario. What, what do you mean? Oh like, I think that, spending yeah. some time yeah, with yeah, the yeah. person. I, I've I've quite I'd quite like to do that with my other half, but um hasn't come to fruition yet because we actually can't find the moment to do that uh, but, yeah but yeah it's it's one of those things that's on our little mini bucket list um right. but yeah go, what to go for a jog yeah like there's no it, we it's got to be a low-hanging number on the bucket list though well yeah <laughs> it's yeah i don't know man it's it's difficult to fit it in um i mean i know you're gonna live forever nick but exactly um, i've got a long time you, you to, could, uh, long time to go for a jog yeah um Oh, item 47, make a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that, I think that is slightly different. Mm. Um, so that's... So, that's so, not... That's so, not so, that wouldn't be like a... What I'd consider like a training run or anything, would it? It'd be... I'm, I'm thinking you're going... When you're going out for a running club, you're going out to... Okay, so... I, I just... Yeah. yeah, go on. So the, 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 the Friday run mentally in my head anyway is sort of... Five to ten k, um, sort of easy pace. It's a it's it's a chill act run before the weekend. Mm-hmm. So so that's fine. We haven't got any particular objectives. I think I think we did six miles one week and five miles the week before something like that. So it was it was just a nice steady pace. <clears throat> the thing with the groups on the Sunday was um, particularly the two weeks beforehand when I wanted to do thirteen fourteen miles. It's very, very easy for me to just let myself drift around. Mm. And it was good for me to be running with some other people um, who were going to go at a bit, a bit more of a clip. It stepped me up a gear that I wouldn't have stepped up. And um, both of those weeks, because they do seven miles, uh, I was doing like the, the back nine of the run on my own. And you could noticeably see the difference between me running with other people and then running on my own just kind of like get lost in my head a little bit and then pootle around and suddenly you go from 8.30 to 9.30 miles. Um, so being with other people 
does make me run faster. And when I've gone out with the, the bullets, which is the other group that were in the park on a Sunday, but at the other end of the park, so it's just a bit harder to get to. Um, I go with their eight minute mile group, which run just under eight minute miles. And there's no way that I would do a 10K outside of an event at that pace. So if I want to get a little bit faster, it's really good to go out with with, with other people. Oh, that, that makes sense. I can chat at that pace still. How are you chatting at that pace though? But you've just said that you are going out there to go faster than you normally would do. Yeah. How, I don't genuinely, I don't f- understand physically how you can chat when you're running. Not because that when I'm running... I get so out of breath that I can't speak. Right. Like I've been in that situation. Like I, I get into that situation. I'm doing like um, hit training or something where you yeah. you literally do get so out of breath that you can you literally <gasps> like that. It's not like that. But for me, when I if I try and talk when I'm running, it uh-huh. throws off my breathing rhythm so much that it, it just ruins me. I can't do it. I, I don't know how you can do that and also at the same moment be increasing your pace i can sort of imagine if you went out for a leisurely jog and you deliberately went at a slower pace so that you could have a chat like i can kind of get my head around that but to set for you to say that you were doing it whilst increasing your pace just blows my mind and, I, and I'm, I'm completely ready to accept here that i'm the weirdo in this situation um but yeah i don't, I don't think i don't think you are i know that um Karina said before that she couldn't run any faster in chat to what we've been running on a a Friday. Um, I think it's just different styles and different approaches. I mean, some people on that bullets run, which is a slightly bigger group, um, they won't be chatting at all, but some people are quite quite chatty. Um, It's definitely harder the faster you're going. Mm. (laughs) There's no no doubt about that. But the, the lads I've been running with the past couple of Sundays, they're not going like sub eights. They're going more like 8, 20, 8, 30. Um, and that that does that does make a difference. Mm. So it's a, yeah, it's that combination. It's that combination of being pushed on a little bit and having a bit of a bit of a social like is something that I quite enjoy. And I, I should do it more. It's just I've and I've mentioned this before. I kind of struggle a bit with wanting to be out early enough to to live within other people's timetables, and that's that's fine. <laughs> you know, mm. they've they've got their thing that that, that they're doing. Um, we've got Parkrun now in uh, in Sutton, Sutton Park. You heard uh, about this? Yeah, I've always been tempted. The closest one to me is Leicester, though. Um, but if it, I don't know, it, it would be a tempter for me if, if I was dur- if I was in a period where I was doing quite a bit of running. Hmm. Um, may, I may run today actually because I think I've, I'm not going to have time for the gym. Um, I, it's the sort of thing that I, I might do. Um, and I've been tempted by it but, but just uh, before we get to have it I just want to one final thing on the running with a group or sure. even for me running with another person yeah. and, and I, I think this this is very personal to each person but running with other people really would remove a large part of what I get out of running which yeah. is that ability to go get into my own, own head a bit and clear my mind and just tune out of everything tune out of the world around me a little bit yeah and i just it, it just doesn't appeal to as well as, as well as the weird physical thing about talking and running that i seem to have but yeah it just doesn't appeal to me for that reason i don't think oh yeah great go and run out run with somebody else um 
and and actually it's a little bit the same with the gym i've got um our good friend of the show, JT, who uh, has tried to send us a feed of fanfic last week, but that was vetoed. Um, <laughs> I see him, he's, he's one of my oldest friends. I see him at the gym all the time. We never train together because he's, he's quite similar to me where he just wants to get his head down, do what he's doing. He's got, I'm, when I'm training in any respect, whether it's running or at the gym, I go into it knowing exactly what I'm going to do and what I'm aiming to get out of it, and I will do nothing different to what I go in planning. So if I go in and go, right, I'm going to do legs today at the gym, these are my five different exercises, I'm going to do four sets of ten, these are the weights I'm going to do. Mm. I may increase as I'm going, but like it's not like I'm going to go, oh, actually, I fancy mixing it up today and doing a whole different exercise. I wouldn't do that halfway through. Um, and the same with a run. It's like, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to run 3.6 miles. It's not like I'm going to go, ah. Oh, I'm going to go for a little detour now and add an extra couple of miles on. My brain just doesn't work like that when it comes to working out an exercise. There right. are obviously exceptions that prove a rule where sometimes that has happened and I've actually really enjoyed the experience. But as a general rule, hmm. I kind of go into these things with a very, very laser focus about what I want to get out of it. And engaging with somebody else doesn't, doesn't fit into that, I guess. So... Yeah, it's a funny one. I think it says a lot about my psychology, I think. But, but yes, yeah, so it, always, it always seems mad to me when people go running in these running groups. It just seems so foreign a concept. Yeah, I I, I think I do hear what, what you're saying, and it's it's not for everyone. It's not always for me. It's, I do like doing a long run on my own as well. Um, yeah. So have you, uh, have you done a park run? No, I've not. It's um, it's not on a day um, that that suits me during term time. So during the holidays, I think we're all going to go down and and have a look. But the you know the park near me. Yeah. Can you see what the issue might be with having a kind of a, a, an accessible for everybody fun five k run in that park? Uh, it's very hilly and there's yeah. quite a lot of off road stretches. Yeah. Yeah, all of those things. Um, I think it's being very, very well attended, and I am looking forward to going down to it. But I've seen the markings for it, and people who have been to it, who are experienced runners, have said, like, this is a really hilly course mm. for people who are... Because you're going to get a lot of people coming from Couch to 5K into that sort of thing, which is great. And then you, you go, right, see that gradient... <laughs> run up that oh and by the way it's shale yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> i mean i think i think they are sticking to the to the tarmac tracks but uh I, they did struggle to get um to get a route around it so looking forward to going and have a look in a, having a look at that looking forward to um hopefully at some point they'll add the junior park run to it as well where i, I think i'll join you when you do go to that let me know i'll come we'll come over for the weekend and uh oh sweet i'll do that and you'll you. try running with people I will attempt to engage with other humans, assimilate into running society. <laughs> this was a fast run. Were you on a bike? <laughs> <laughs> so, fitness, running, tech. tech. All done. Wrap up the show, John. Have we, done, have we done tech? No, but we haven't got any time left, so... <laughs> The tech is my digital watch telling me we've got no more time, baby. 
Okie dokie. Um, thanks for listening. You can find all the archive shows at runnerpod.com. You can tweet us at runnerpod. You can email us at cornballs at runnerpod.com. <laughs> Um, and next time I will tell Nick all about my wonderful new AirPods. <gasps> Peace. Bloody forgot about your AirPods. Yeah, I know you did, mate. But we, what are we going to do? Cram into two minutes? I've literally got no time left. We shouldn't have fucking wanked off about bloody corn so much, should we? Oh. <sighs> <sighs>